This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Southey. Go Leafs, go. Go, go Leafs, go. Go, go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. Yes! Holy. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So, uh... Wow, is all I have to say with that one is wow. Just wow. 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 So uh, we've just we've just destroyed the Stanley Cup favorite Colorado Avalanche eight to three. That was fun to watch, eh? Ooh, that was a treat. I know Mission Twenty Two is at the game tonight, so I oh, am so jealous. Yeah, Shadow. I know we're going on Tuesday, but wow! Imagine watching that while at the Scotiabank Arena. Ooh. That's insane. So thank you, everybody, for your patience. We are back. We're back with an actual post-game show, first one in a while. Um, done work, so I can actually do this. It's great. And what a way to start it off with a massive, massive Leafs win. Uh, yes. Once again, we are Leafs Late Night. I'm Roscoe. This is Steph, the fanalist, and we got to start with a giveaway. We have a winner to announce. Uh, this is the first game of our 12 games of giveaways. I apologize Yay. for getting through this so quick, but we got a lot to cover. So uh, game one of the 12 games has uh, has arrived. So roasted duck was the code word for anybody that uh, sent it in. Thanks so much. We had lots of entries and uh, let's announce the winner. So let me just Steph, who is it? Drum roll, and it is at Derek Fuller eighty six, uh, one of our followers on Twitter. Hey, Congratulations! You are our first winner of our holiday giveaway. Thank you so much, everyone, for entering. And please know that there's eleven more opportunities to come. So there's plenty of prizes, plenty of chances, and we're not done yet. So stay tuned. That is right. So congrats to at Derek Fuller 86. Uh, you have won yourself a Morgan Riley Funko Pop figure. And every winner will also receive a sticker with their prize. And those are stickers by Victoria at Optimus Rhyme. Check her Etsy store out for tons of awesome, awesome leaf stickers and um, some One Direction ones, if that's your thing. That's uh, at <laughs> Tulin Designs. That's Tulin, like the Manitoulin Island. So thank you, Victoria. And congrats to Derek Fuller. So remember, if you want to win next episode, that is going to be Saturday after the game. All you have to do is send us the code from this episode, which we will reveal later on and uh, send it to us on Twitter or Instagram and retweet our contest tweet, which is still pinned to the top of our page there. And that's it. And just like Derek Fuller, you could win some fun leaf stuff. We've got more Funko Pops to win. We've got a plush Carlton the Bear. We've got a plush JT. We've got shot glasses. We've got mini sticks. More stickers, tons of good stuff. Uh, and an awesome Matthew jersey. And so t-shirts much. and hats. We got so much. So much. So uh, every prize is also going to come with a sticker, if I didn't say that. Um, so uh, on to the game. Coming into this, we had articles saying the Abs are still the Stanley Cup favorite, even though they're in sixth place in their division. Uh, we got McKinnon back for the first time in a while. Kadri is playing, like, amazingly. And continued that tonight, unfortunately. Uh, Kemper, really weird game time decision. He has an upper body injury and it had nothing to do with his gates this time. So uh, again, <laughs> issues with uh, 
with having Kemper in the starting lineup for the abs. Uh, what were your expectations coming into this game? You know, I wasn't sure because everyone hypes the abs all the time, right? They're like you said, the Stanley cup favorites in the West coast, uh, there's high expectations and the last game they played Nashville, they beat them six, nothing. And Rattanen had a, had a hat trick that game. And everyone was so excited about McKinnon because he has been on IR since November 6th. And the abs went seven and one without him. Oish. So you knew that they, they do well without their superstar and no kidding. And there's still no Kashe. Uh, Clifford was scratched. Lilgren was out. We had Dermot in the lineup. And we also had Joey Anderson. So, yeah. And, I mean, I said this a lot on Twitter during the game. But for all those games that Semyonov was playing that I didn't notice him, I think I noticed Joey Anderson every shift he was on the ice tonight. Like, what a difference this guy made. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, his f- physical presence was there. He drew a penalty. He he played his role on that fourth line, and I think he made a great impression. Yeah, now was he on the fourth, or was it... What were the, the bottom the two lines? Because I thought it was... Or did they was, switch them up? Because it was like Richie, Spezza, and Simmons were the fourth line for that goal in the first period. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I had to change my notes for a sec because I didn't see the projected lineup before the game, but you're absolutely right. It was Ingvall, Camp, Anderson, and then Simmons, Spezza, Uh, Richie. So that's where I got a little mixed up because the last couple of games we saw Simmons on the third line, uh, in and out. So yeah, yeah, a little bit of a mix up. Richie, uh, Spezza, and Simmons have played really well together. So I like to see that line, you know, playing again and... Hey, they got a goal tonight in the first period. So, uh, starting off first period, Willie. Willie just keeps scoring. And uh, I saw there was an argument on Twitter about him uh, making it into Team Sweden. Come on, this guy is a lock for sure. Like, there's no way. (laughs) This is like, he's a lock for the first line at this point. Come on. Yes, awesome to see that wrist shot uh, go past the goalie right off the bat. And speaking of goaltenders, uh, did you notice that there was a rookie on the ice named Jet Ander- Alexander who was summoned for the a- the Avs uh, from UFT? So this is the second goalie we've seen this year from UFT, and he warmed up uh, the pregame warm up, but then he ended up not. He had, didn't end up dressing to stay on the bench or stay on the bench in general. So, <laughs> And then another goalie showed up in the second period. They had like one of the, the Eagles, Colorado Eagles goalies or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They had such a weird goaltending situation tonight, but I don't think even with Kemper in the net, he could have stopped the onslaught that was the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Oh, yeah. Feel bad for the guy a little. It's only his fifth uh, start of this year, and he had a goals against average 2.92% or against average, sorry, and then 9.11 save percentage. You thought he's pretty sturdy, especially he's only 2-1-1, one, one, but I don't know. The, the abs could not figure out the Leafs. They tried mixing up the lineups. They tried handling JT's line, but no, it seems like Beyond that top two lines, the I didn't really notice much of the abs. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Landeskog was pretty... Uh, he was working hard. I noticed him a lot as far as they were going. I mean, and Nas was unreal with uh, mm-hmm. with two goals on the night. McKinnon with two assists on them, so... And I mean, Gerard and Byram were both good. Uh, Sam Gerard almost had his second goal, too, on the night. Um, I saw but, that. 
alas, uh, <laughs> big defensive blunder as Matthews is left alone in front of the net. I mean, we already mentioned the fourth line got their goal in the most yeah. most fourth line way possible. Richie uh, with a hit leading to Simmons over to Spezza with the rebound. So, uh, yeah, so Matthews gets left alone in front of the net and just absolutely undresses Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was... Oh. Yeah. Fakes wow. the backhand, throws it back over to the forehand, throws it top shelf. Like, yeah, for this pregame scout, you would think that the abs would say to each other, okay, we cannot leave one of the league's best scorers out in front in the open. But what do they do? Nope. Matthews has so much time. He has, he plays with it a little and then roofs it on Johansson. No stash, no problem. Bam, thank you, ma'am. Assisted from Marner, bunting. Guess what? It's a it's his only 50th NHL game. So he had another assist to add on the night. And Matthew sc- scores four games in a row and gets his 10th in 15 games. Wow. And bunting is now second in rookie scoring? Like, attaboy. <laughs> like, what a steal we got there. Um, I yeah. Mean, not to be discredited, Zach Hyman did just score like three minutes ago before we started recording. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, we got we got we got, we got some people to fill in the gaps. Uh, so with one point two seconds left, well, it was point three, but then they recalled it to one point two. Sam Gerard with a uh, just catches the leaf slipping, ready for the uh, the horn to go for the end of the period, and sneaks a slap shot through everybody. Yeah. That was on the Leafs and the power play. Unfortunately, that first power play unit stayed out way too long. They didn't get the change that they wanted. And then when the Colorado Avalanche got possession, they just took that chance that they got and rushed up the ice. Big shot from Gerard sneaks past uh, Campbell. And yeah, (laughs) literally less than a second left. So yeah, that was such a crazy first period I I had so many notes just from that first period alone because nine players with points in the first and then you have uh, Simmons who matched his point total from last year already in game what are we at uh, 24 now so so exciting so happy for the buds and they went into the second period up 3-1 just the way we like it and got a little sloppy after that not gonna lie it was a little i was gonna say i mean just the way we like it but uh, that that goal at the end of the first really gave some life to the abs like they came out like really yeah beat it up in the second period you know they were this is the comeback time this is how we you know mount this uh there were a couple bad calls to start it we had jt um ending the power play taking a slashing call that was eh, not it's questionable. I, a lot of people are complaining about it, but keep your stick down, especially when you're chasing somebody back on the power play like that. Yeah. Um, so that came to an end pretty quick. Uh, and just some sloppy play from the Leafs, but they held it together. And uh, even though Nas gets one from his knees, Dermot responds immediately to make it uh, four to two. Travis Dermot. Yeah, the first 12 minutes of that uh, second period was, I know I said just the way we like it, but I just meant going in with the lead and especially yeah. from the first period. and Three goals in the first is huge. Huge, huge, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, a little bit of a mix up. We didn't know who got that goal. Was it Nikushkin or Naz or because it was on his stick and then the guy behind just shot it in. But 
yeah, after the 12 minute mark, I think, and the Dermot goal, the Leafs just pulled up their socks. JT comes around, scores his 11th of the year. He doesn't give up on the play, sinks in the rebound, assisted by no other than Kerfoot and Brody. So, oh, yeah, I picked up Kerfoot on the night. He got two assists and plus three. It was a good, uh, nice. good little grab for me. I just needed somebody who was playing tonight that I can drop tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. Yeah, speaking of Naz, though, we got to talk about him a little bit because he's in his contract year, his 13th season in the NHL, making $4.5 million a year, spent 10 years in Toronto, was traded with Callie Rosen and a third-round pick for Tyson Berry, Kerfoot, and a sixth-rounder. Wow. Man. Man. And to note, he actually, this is just a fun fact, he turned down um, the request for a trade from the Flames and agreed to Colorado. So that was always fun. But back then, Leafs Nation was very, very upset about this Naz trade, right? And they love him. He's a hometown guy. But I think Thinking back to it now, it was the right choice made by Dubis, especially when you have the likes of Matthews and Tavares taking those top two center positions and you bump down Naz to the third line because that's as far as he's going to go on the Leafs roster at that point. And he wouldn't be this good on the third line. Mm hmm. Yeah. And Naz production kind of went down too in his last two years in Toronto. Uh, he scored 44 points in 73 games. And then the year before was 55 points in 80 games. So, you know, the team needed more. And I guess at the time they saw the likes of Tyson Berry and they were like, ooh, a fancy new defender, right? And Kerfoot To be was... fair, at the time, Berry was a hot commodity and looked like what the Leafs could use. But, you know, if you read the fine print, it says power play one quarterback and they already had one of those. And it also yeah. said uh requires defensive partner and they didn't have one of those so yeah, yeah just a you know case of not reading the fine print with Tyson Berry yeah I actually saw the interview before the game where uh Sportsnet was saying what what happened this year to make it what literally what popped you off pretty much you know and Instead of asking him straight up, they went to his father instead because I'm sure he's so used to answering the same questions over and over again. And his dad straight up just said he's matured. He's gained that maturity and he's found his place in the league and, you know, worked on his skills that he should have during the summers going going into the season. So, yeah, I'm glad that Naz has a home and that he's happy and Things worked out for both sides. You know, Barry and Naz actually traded apartments uh, when the trade was made. So they lived That's in funny. each other's houses. Uh, fun fact. But that was a summer for Dubis, too, where he had to clean up the slack from the old GM because he got rid of the large contracts from Marlowe, Jake Gardner. He sent four players to Ottawa, which was Connor Brown, Ron Hainsey, Zaitsev, of Tyler Innes. So... Oh, a yeah. lot changed that year for the Leafs. And that's why I guess Leafs Nation was so hateful at the time because they were expecting production right away. But literally the whole half the lineup or more changed to start that season. So, yeah. But now Naz, before the game, he had he's he's at uh, 28, 29 points. 
27 wow. points. Whew. Unreal. Yeah. So uh, we move on to the third, and Matthews finishes off the Hattie for the fourth time in his career. Unreal. Attaboy. Um, yes. Also, Pierre Engvall. Pierre Engvall scored. <laughs> Let's not forget about the Dermot goal, too. Because we did not expect that. Johansson did not expect him to take the shot. We saw the uh, William Nylander cross ice pass and straight on Dermot's stick. And, you know, usually he's a little hesitant. But no, just the boys were full of confidence tonight, which I love to see. And it's like they didn't think twice about doing anything. And the success was there. They threw the pucks on net. And yeah, look at the results at the um end of the game the Leafs outshot the uh the Avs I think it was 17 versus 8 in the third they didn't take the foot off the pedal so I love to see it um I also gotta give the Avs credit for not taking their foot off the pedal because I mean they scored a third goal in the third period there and to end the game off they were still trying they were fighting like I I even noticed like they didn't give up and that's that says something about them down eight to three, and they're still trying to get that to eight to four, you know, just mm-hmm. to uh, knock down Campbell's numbers a bit. That's a playoff team right there. You know, they want to yeah. rem- they want you to remember for the next game that it was right down to the last minute. It wasn't easy. So I yeah. uh, I understand to a degree why they are a playoff favorite, but nonetheless, they just got slapped eight to three by a team that hadn't scored more than five goals before last week. Yeah, and everyone had the excuse all season long. Oh, it's because last season we played against Canadian teams. Or, oh, you faced the backup last game. Or this and this and that. Like, so many things. And this game was another measuring sticks for the Leafs that we talked about previously before. But against Tampa, Boston. Like, who's next? Who wants to get slapped next at this point? Like, the Leafs are just reminding me of Vegas's opening season in the nhl and where they literally just slapped every single team that came their way so just tearing through and we got uh we got the wild the jets and the blue jackets next and the wild and the jets that'll be interesting those are pretty uh pretty powerhouse teams in the west uh so we'll yeah. see how the leafs do against them but man they've looked great against everybody and i mean asterisks to the uh they looked great against all the canadian teams the rest of the Canadian teams don't look that great this year. So <laughs> there was there was a bit of something to that, but they're still destroying yeah. everybody else nonetheless. And we love well, to see it. Top of the league, 35 points now, 17 wins, six losses, one in OT. We're on top of Florida, Washington, Carolina. I know it's super close, but now we're four points ahead of Carolina. This is the pace to be, be in. The Leafs are clicking on all cylinders. Like tonight, we saw another Stanley Cup muzzin moment with a stretch pass that went to Matthews for his third goal. We saw the defense core just not give up. JT not give up give up on pucks, which led to another goal. The third line, the fourth line all pulled through. It was just amazing. They deserved that win. Jack was amazing. Yeah, it's just no bad notes. It's a great time to be a Leafs fan, which I know it's always a good time to be a Leafs fan, but I have right one now... note. Okay. The power play was not great. Somehow they scored, weren't all eight of these goals five on five? They were. Oh, and one yeah. was four on four. One was four on four. The power play was not good tonight. 
somehow, despite everything else. And I know it's hard yeah. to like. I seem like an idiot complaining about something when they just beat the Colorado Avalanche eight to three. But mm-hmm. if there is going to be any note that I take away, the power play was still somehow not great, um, which is weird, despite how they were playing. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. But I have this positivity thing drilled in my mind. So I'm trying to just ride the wave. But you know, I can nitpick every little thing. I can tell you exact moment that this person screwed up on the ice. But as a whole, we just got to take it and move forward. I think the power play had a really a couple good chances. I know the first power play only had one shot. I think the next power play had three shots, which you would think isn't very sufficient. But you know, the tr- Toronto has great numbers on the PK too with 86.7%. Oh, and unfortunately, we let that last goal in. But yeah, it was literally a duel between two juggernaut teams. And Toronto massively came out on top. Oh, yeah. And Jack was just fantastic. Like, yes, some of the eh, one or two of the goals were, eh, but I blame Jake Muzzin for standing in front of him, as I always do. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, he was. Uh, yeah. He was standing directly in front of him on the third goal. I could not believe that. And on Gerard's. So um, I know I have spotlight here, but we're going to call it pretty good. So who was, who was pretty good tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> pretty, 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 Why? pretty good. So this is who, hard. Was, who was pretty good? 14 skaters on the score sheet tonight six scored a goal so this is a hard one because we the first thing that comes to mind though besides matthews obviously he scored the hat trick yay poppy you know no stash no problem love to see it all day long except you know his dog felix looked a little pissed in those pictures (laughs) but um, no idea who his owner was yeah exactly i got a the first guy that comes to mind is Kerfoot for me. He was super speedy. He beat everyone on the on the race the race for the pucks. And I think he took a couple draws. I'm not too sure. Uh, I just want to point out, too, that the Leafs were 65.6% on the faceoff dot Ooh, tonight, nice. which helped a lot. But other than Kerfoot and Willie, we know he has the skills. It's got to be bunting. Bunting's stats when he's on that Matthews line, it's just amazing compared to when he's off that line. And I know he's on the on a line with elite skaters, but he to me is the perfect fixture fixture right now because Nylander and JT are clicking. Marner and Matthews, they're clicking. Bunting yep. is just the cherry on top. So how about you? Well, I like that you mentioned Kerfoot because I did notice there was one play where he went, uh, he pushed all the way down to the boards against two or three abs to get the puck, beat out an icing, and then chased it all the way back down to the Leafs end when Landis Gog uh, was trying to break through and tied him up. So just amazing play on both ends in one shift. You got to applaud that. But mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, come on, Austin Matthews with his fourth hat trick of his career, I got to go with Matthews who just looked absolutely unreal <laughs> with a close runner-up being Jack Campbell, who, again, looked fantastic. And uh, as much mm-hmm. as it was fun to hear the soup chants on the road trip, the place was buzzing tonight. It was amazing yes. to hear. Of course, I have my Matthews jersey on right now. I support the guy 100%. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I didn't say soup for the first time ever is just because I don't think he was 
as challenged as enough as comparison to the other goalie and what the top four lines did towards him. So I don't know. It's one of those hard things. It's always a good thing though. 14 skaters with points on the score sheet. Wow. Like it's just a tough question. Fun thing I noticed, uh, Campbell made Bennington look like a bum because uh, a stray puck came bouncing off the boards and uh, Campbell held the post like a professional NHL goaltender should and uh, stopped it. Unlike Jordan Bennington the other night who uh, took a stray one all the way from the blue line, almost past the blue line. It was like off of a faceoff in the center and uh, just took a weird bounce off the boards and off of his inside foot and in because he was not holding the post like he should be. Yeah. Nobody in the zone. Such an embarrassing Unreal. moment. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, unfortunately. And yeah, that was not a good moment for me either that night. I think both my goalies had uh, three or four goals. Let in. I had uh, Elvis and, and oh, yeah. uh, Bennington. So that was a bad night for me, but Yeah. Go Leafs go, man. Like, I'm on such this high right now, and nothing can stop us right now. And I know we're expecting a loss soon just because you can't win every single game. But a win, 8-3 win against the Avs, whoo. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for some reason, the Avs are still, before we were going into this game, like rated in the top. They were sixth place in their division, and now they are still. So what like I don't get it. What is the what what is the thing with them? Like what are we expecting to turn around? Is it that McKinnon's just gonna explode? Like mm-hmm. I mean I've I've seen a bit of the light from, like I said, Landeskog and Gerard and Byram look good and uh what's his name whose name I can't pronounce? Um Natushkin. Yeah. I swear I heard his name a lot. Yeah, and they were just saying it to show off the fact that they could say it properly. Yeah. Um, but like, what what is it with this Avalanche team that we're supposed to be afraid of come playoff time, if they even yeah. make it there? Because now they have to try to make it into the, even the wild card spot. They have twenty three points in nineteen games. They're twentieth in the league overall, and the Leafs are thirty five in twenty four games played, first place. So I wonder. And even Kale McCarr, he had a few screw ups tonight. I noticed and couldn't beat, yeah, for exploded. example. Yeah, but couldn't beat Kerfoot on that puck and just a couple giveaways. So when the Leafs are playing like this, teams cannot afford to make these mistakes. And it's so nice to be on this side of it for once, you know, and it's great. I'm just I'm looking as far as the West Coast goes. They have a ton of goals for, but they are somehow only ahead of the Blackhawks, Coyotes, Kraken, Canucks, and LA Kings. Hmm. Like, what? Interesting, yeah. 23 they... points only puts them there. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I think uh, the poor start really affected them, but it is a long season. There's three quarters of the way to go, but they need to be on a winning pace at this moment, and... I don't know if it's because of Kemper in net or the guys in front. I haven't really been watching them closely this season, but yeah, I guess yeah. Kemper's had a few rough nights with the the skates coming off, and they've had backups playing and such. But 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they turn it around just for McKinnon's sake. He's he needs a good year, a good playoff run. Yeah, they're really missing Grubauer right now. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go to break here, but we have a little little special break this time. So we have uh new music brought to you by Marty Zilstra of Leaves Nation. Thank you, Marty, for letting us share this with everybody and bring a new element of community to this show. So mm-hmm. as featured on Hockey Night in Canada. This is Rattle the Glass by Barney Zilstra. So that is Rattle the Glass by Marty Zilstra. So it's kind of funny. He tweeted out a video um, requesting to Dave Grohl to open for them in Toronto. He's, I think, out of Vancouver. And uh, he mentioned this song. So I was like, hey, I'll look it up. And I ended up listening to the whole album today. It's actually really good. So go nice. and check out the album uh, Boom Chicka by uh, Marty Zilstra. So if you would like your music featured like this, um as either our outro or our intro music or something uh shoot us a dm either on twitter or an email at uh, leafslightnight at gmail.com and uh let's have some fun with this jeff merrick can't be the only one who does this he can't can't trademark that (laughs) yeah so with that we should uh we should have a code word Ooh. What do you think? Yeah, how about, let's how about, do it. How about you come up with you come up with one this time? I'll give you a drum roll. I definitely came up with the last one. It was so popular among everyone. They loved it. But in the spirit of the Leafs winning against the the Avs, let's make it Snowbank. Because the Leafs put put the abs in the snow. The code word is snowbank. Snowbank. You got it. So send us snowbank on Twitter or on Instagram, and uh, we'll send you something fun. We'll. uh, How about we do? (laughs) How about next we do the uh, um, Leafs mini stick and shot glasses? How about that? Some nice little some stocking stuffers. One for the kids and one for the adults. 
and as always, we will throw some stickers in there. So next next prize is going to be the two shot glasses and the mini stick. All right. Sounds so good. Uh, we're going to play a little game that's totally um, not Jeopardy. But again, we're going to do some stuff inspired by uh, network game shows because that's fun. So this is kind yes. of like time. I'm going to call this time travel trivia. Time travel trivia. Ooh. So um, what it means is we're going to do some trivia questions, but these things haven't happened yet. So they're like predictions and trivia all wrapped into one. And uh, we'll revisit this at the end of the year to see uh, which things came true and which ones didn't. I'll save all this. So we've got uh, like a classic Jeopardy board. We've got 200, 400, 800, 1,000, uh, and then 12, 15, and 2,000. What do you want to go with first here, Steph? I'll go with 800. Okay, so 800. This player turned their season around after a slow start. Who was that? First thing that comes to my mind if we're thinking outside of the Leafs is the Winnipeg Jets, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, just yep. off to a horrible yep. start. Mark Shifley is ranked 497 on Yahoo. He has eight Ooh. points in 22 games. Jesus. Blake Wheeler's been on the wire in a lot of leagues. He's ranked... 362 surprisingly seven assists no goals come on these are the two top guys besides kyle kyle connor on the on the team that's not a goaltender so these guys have to and they must turn it around how about you so with that we'll give it to uh give it to shifley and wheeler i dropped wheeler like i said myself on my fantasy team they need something to turn around for them um for me uh Man, people that got to turn their season around, I would say um, goalie-wise, it's got to be uh, either Darcy Kemper <laughs> uh, and needs to, like I, like we said, needs to hold on to the entire season for the abs at this point. They need a winning streak basically from here on out to make their playoff push happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's got to be um, Elias Patterson. Yeah. In Vancouver. I think... I think Elias Pettersson needs to be scoring at a much higher pace. He's got to match the Mitch Marner potential that he was talked up to and mm-hmm. paid for and uh, pull Vancouver out of this hole. I mean, we know there's going to be some changes in the front office um, or maybe all, all the way up to the head office in Vancouver at some point this season or by the end of it. So yeah, he's he's got to be a part of that and he needs to be a leader in that change. So I think uh, that starts with turning his shit around this season. <laughs> well with that being said let's go to 1200 because i do have an answer linked to that question oh so 1200 this player was moved in a blockbuster deal almost as big as the idol deal so who do you think gets uh, gets moved this year so is if darcy kemper doesn't keep it up he's only signed a one-year deal for 4.5 mil i think he's the next one to get moved um you know they went all in on this guy and they don't really have any help behind him so that's a big name that comes to mind but there's a lot of unrestricted free agents that's still roaming around the league such as next year it's going to be 
Barkov, John Klingberg, Kadri, right? But yep. when you think of a blockbuster deal and the way that the Avs are having their season right now, Darcy Kemper comes to mind for me. Well, for me, um, I think Lou Lamorello might be up to something come trade deadline day, especially mm-hmm. if his Islanders are still in last place. And I think he's going to be calling up somebody who's going to be scrambling to try to keep their job, <clears throat> Jim Benning, uh, again, to loop the Vancouver Canucks into this. So Benning is known for panicking at trade deadline day and just shooting himself in the foot and making stupid plays. And Lou in last place is dangerous Lou. So I don't know who it's going to be, but I think anyone from they might just be moving picks, but I think it's going to be somebody big going to the Islanders. Um, ah, shit. I know it's I, hard. I just, I, 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 it's really hard. I didn't, th- I, uh, I was planning um, just asking these, so I didn't really prep answers for them. So I'm kind of on the spot here, <laughs> um, but I'm going to say anything involving Lou. So Islanders are making a blockbuster deal. Fair. Okay. I believe it. Cause they are just, brutal right now have they even won a game in their new barn yet like i don't think so let me check but they um uh no they have not they've lost the leafs the rangers and the penguins so all rivals too like that sucks wow um next up let's go with uh what about a thousand here this player was brought in at the 22 deadline to help the leafs run Let's loop Lou into this again, because <laughs> if the Islanders are in a fire sale situation, um, who do you think? Is there anybody on the Islanders that could be brought in for the Leafs? Uh, I'm not too sure of the contract situation with the Islanders, but you may see the likes of Beauvillier, or I can't see them moving their captain or Barzell or anything like that, but... When I was thinking about this question in a dream world, I was thinking about Philip Forsberg. I know that's a hefty p- price tag because he is Nashville under contract six up. mil. Yeah, and he's a fantasy beast, like I said last episode. But for Islanders wise, I, I wouldn't even go there myself. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Anthony Bolivier is four point one mil for the next three years. I don't. Mm, I don't think there's any yeah. way that fits. No, no, you're right. I just, I think, uh, I think something's going to happen. I -hmm. mean, we saw, unfortunately, the trades for Foligno and for Redditch and for um, Riley Nash and all these guys that didn't pan out. So, I mean, it's unless Dubas is just kind of taking that L and taking a year off of that, he's Mm going to do it again. Yeah, I would really, really love to see a Leafs affiliate come up, like Josh Hosang, who has 13 points in 14 games. And if we're really struggling with a defensive core or someone gets injured, a couple guys gets injured, we can even try out Joseph Duzak, who has 14 assists in 13 games. So why not? Instead of bringing in like Thomas Hurdle, like I keep hearing mentioned. Yes, I heard that too. And no, these guys are going to want bank, especially from Toronto. So why don't we let the barn play a little and let these yeah. boys prove something of themselves? Because you know Hosang wants to come up eventually. So there, that will be his time to shine <laughs> for the Leafs. All right. 
I'll give the next one to you. Pick one. We got 200, okay. 400, 1500, and 2000 left. Hmm. Okay, let's go 200. 200. All right. So this team, despite expectations, did not make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Speaking of New York Islanders, big cup favorite. They're last in the Metropolitan. They have 12 points in 17 games played. So that's one of the first ones to come to mind. And to just back up that state, or sorry, another option for me would be Montreal Canadiens because they went to the cup final, right? And they have such a high expectation, but now there's a bunch of excuses like, oh, price is out. We're missing Shea Weber and another defender. But I don't know, this 14 points in 24 games played, second last in the Atlantic. I don't think the Montreal Canadiens are going to squeeze their way through unless they make one of those blockbuster trades near the trade deadline and get one of those high scoring wingers but yeah yeah um i mean i know it's easy to say the canadians and the islanders but i'm gonna go with a little little hail mary one here and i'm gonna say the bruins for the east don't make the playoffs and uh the dallas stars in the west okay yeah the bruins would it, that would happen this year. This is the first time I stack them in fantasy. So just my yep. luck, that would happen. But wow, yeah, I don't know. I heard rumors actually of Hurdle going to the Montreal Canadiens. So that might be a thing. But we'll okay. see. I don't think we'll he's going to be the guy. They still don't have a GM. So I, mean, <laughs> I guess Jeff Gordon is acting GM. He's doing but... everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's acting uh, front office of Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> uh, so, 400, 1,500, or 2,000? Let's go 400. Why not? This team fired their head coach this season. Not Chicago, because they already did it. Without the obvious answer being Vancouver, because we're all waiting for that day to come, one of the teams that came to mind for me... I hate to say it, but Ottawa Senators, DJ Smith, nine oh, points in 19 yeah. games played. How long do these Ottawa Center- Senators put up with this before changes are made in management? And I, it hurts, right? I want to see DJ Smith excel, especially first time being the main coach on a team, but how long it's hard when you're rebuilding and there's all these young guys and you're dealing with COVID and with injuries and so much lineup shakeup and you're you've lost matt murray he's literally just not the goalie that he was brought in to be like he he's not really been dealt an easy hand and i think it's no. just time for a reset there i don't think yeah. it's something he can pull this team out of unfortunately it's not really too much fault of his own because a lot of the players uh, these young guys between Batherson and Zub uh, have been playing very well despite their garbage losses. But yeah, hey, uh, I think I think we can both agree on that one. That unfortunately, DJ Smith, um, if not, um, uh, what's his name, Green, Travis Green, or uh, maybe Dom Ducharme. So yeah, and I only say DJ Smith if we were at a past the trade deadline point and the Ottawa Senators are still last place. Like they're kind of like the Arizona Coyotes of Canada, you know, 
there there has to be some sort of winning feeling like they put the C on Brady this year there things yep. have to change so unfortunately if they don't start winning a couple <laughs> that looks at least you know wild card manageable but not last place there's going to be lots of talk just in my opinion yeah and i mean barry trotz could be on his way out too honestly mm -hmm. i think it might be the end of his era of coaching it's just uh some of these old guys it's not working anymore you know no. rick bonus could be gone in dallas too it's it's uh way it goes yeah, so that the just game has changed it has it has really uh, 1,500 and 2,000 left. Okay. Let's go 1,500. Okay. So, the Hart Trophy winner of 2021-22 season is Leon ben. Dreisaitl. Oh, nice. Yeah, one of the obvious choices. Um, of course, you got to give the guy the heart. He has 40 points in 20 games, 20 goals, 20 assists. Like, damn, this in guy In 19 is... games, he had that, which is wild yes yes oh my god when i was thinking about this question the first thing that came to mind as a leafs fan was jack campbell second star of the month for the nhl 9-2 and 0 putting a 959 save percentage three shutouts the last goaltender to do it was Carey price in 2015 and there's only been seven goalies in history who've won the heart trophy and prior to that it was jose theodore like these big big names jock plant like i think with his numbers and if toronto continues this hot 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 spree he is definitely in the running yeah the only argument i would make to that is usually if you're a goalie that's winning most valuable to your team it's because the team around you is not great and you're just like, Carey Price has carried, literally, a garbage Montreal Canadiens team all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, there was next to nothing offensively in front of him. That is what I would call a Hart Trophy goalie, whereas the Leafs okay. have some firepower in front of them. Though, 99% of their penalty kill has relied on Jack Campbell being absolutely outstanding. I'll yeah, that. and that's why I argue Jack Campbell, because he's been nothing but positive for the Leafs in the locker room outside of the arena this guy leaves yep. an impact everything everywhere he goes like it's just non-stop and he's always available to talk to media like he's always the go-to guy and reliable amazing at his position and we this is his first year being a starting goaltender and look at the Leafs so I think he has a good case and even though the Leafs are stacked, they've been stacked pr previously and the numbers were not the same. So. Fair enough. I'll give you that. It's a, it's a pretty good argument in his favor. Uh, 2000 is the last one left. And that is in 2021-22, the Toronto Maple Leafs finally blank. I think I went with the obvious choice here. I said win a round in the playoffs it's happening. I was thinking about going to the cup final, but you know, for those 2000 points, I'm saying win a round in the playoffs because it's happening. So thank you for the 2000 points. And yes, that's just the confidence I have with this team right now. I did not even want to touch 
the playoff round discussion here. I went for the easy out. And I said in uh, 2021-22, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs finally have uh, multiple trophy winners at the end of the year. So I think it's Ooh. going to be Jack Adams for Sheldon Keefe. I think okay. it is going to be either um, a Hart, Con Smythe, or Vesna for Jack Campbell. Yeah. And uh, I think if the Hart doesn't go to Jack and he wins something else, then a Hart trophy is going to go to either Marner or JT. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of them are in the running for all of these trophies for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I even... mean, I don't, I wouldn't say Riley's in the Norris voting, but uh, I think it's, I think his play has been outstanding this year, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the uh, Avalanche feed tonight, I saw on Twitter that they immediately voted Jack Campbell for the Vesna trophy. And they were talking about him all night long on that feed. And, just Wild. all the compliments uh, i should have watched it but finally you know a home game i decided to throw on the sports net but yeah everyone's saying it and it's so nice to finally hear people around the league have all these positive things to say about the Leafs, which are usually the team that people hate on so it's great it's great to, it's great to feel this way you know and <laughs> so remember good. everybody like Mission 22 says, stay positive. Uh, they're going to lose one of these days coming up. And uh, we're not going to overreact because they just beat the Colorado Avalanche 8-3. to three. And I think mm. that means, let me just, okay, now my I don't want to screw this math up, so I actually have to look at it. Our goals for and goals against since the last five games, it was because uh, we were at 16. Because this is insane. I don't think the Leafs have done this in a long time um oh my gosh why is my thing doing that okay so eight five is 13 17 23 26 goals four and three four seven goals against since that's since the Islanders game that's so good are you joking oh man this is the I'm team that's so... second defensive in the NHL, which I can't believe. Yeah, I was so emotional. Yeah, this game had me literally wild, just bouncing off the walls, screaming at the TV in pure joy. And for once, you know, not cr- cussing my head off, but actually just clapping and loving it. And that's why I'm a little drained right now because I'm like, wow, like that took a lot out of me, but just wait until Tuesday when we're at the game. But (laughs) when Matthews got that one, uh, the first goal in front of the net there, as I tweeted, and I think you saw, I got the, uh, Hey, you scared the cat and me. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, but look at the goal though. Too bad he didn't get the fourth, but yeah. Yeah. So good. He says he feels 16 again. Yeah, yeah man. 16. <laughs> Love it. Even with the interview earlier, the clear podium. So he was just coming out in slides and his shorts and everyone was making a huge deal out of it. <laughs> um, this is the best Ed's text. So um, if you are watching us or you know what we look like, my dad has similar facial hair to me. And uh, he texted me during this game saying, my Lord, I'm shaving tomorrow. <laughs> nice. 
I saw a tweet actually saying, uh, imagine if Austin Matthews Matthews shaved his whole body. <laughs> what would happen then? Unreal. Wow. But oh, Leafs win. We're on top of the standings. Oh, what a night. We're going into day two of our holiday giveaway. So thanks everyone for tuning in and listening for that code word. And send it into us, have some fun with us, interact, and we love to chat. So, yeah, we are very, very active on our Twitter and on our uh, Instagram. Uh, it is me on Twitter and Steph on Instagram if you want to know who you are talking with. Uh, next game up is going to be the Leafs in the Wild on Saturday, but we'll be giving away uh, our new prize, which was two shot glasses and the Leafs mini stick and ball. And uh, remember, if you listen to us on anything that allows you to, leave a rating or a review like Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating or a review. It is much appreciated. It helps move us around to the charts and get noticed by other fans and get us ads maybe so we can help pay for this podcast. All those fun things. We appreciate it. And we can give more to you guys. Just grow bigger and it'll be even better for everyone all around. So Exactly. Um, And just a reminder, we're also heading to the game next Tuesday, all three of us. So let us know if you're heading to the game. Uh, we will be recording that podcast from a Airbnb with the CN Tower behind us out the window. How awesome is that? Yes. It's going to be a really cool show. So yes. uh, stay tuned for that one coming up. Um, but yeah, just you know, show us all your Leafs gear and interact with us. We love to, uh, we love to meet new people. We've met lots over the last couple of weeks and the last month since starting this. And you guys are all so fun. So thank you. Yes. And uh, with that, I guess we should get out of here, right? Yeah. Until next time, you know, we have another giveaway coming, and thanks again. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. 11 more days of holiday giveaways. McKinnon sucks. McKinnon's chickpea.